Good afternoon, you're listening to Scarif Bay Community Radio and the programme is Local Media This Week, the show where we have a look at the local print media here in County Clare, mostly the Clare Echo and the Clare Champion, and we see what they're talking about this week and maybe we give our own slant on it as well. I'm, my name is Jim Collins and I'm joined, as usual, by uh, John S. Kelly. John, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Jim. And Pat O'Brien, good afternoon, Pat. Good afternoon, Jim. And our, our other colleague, David, is uh, away this week, so he is being ably replaced <laughs> by our own Carol McNamara. Good afternoon, Carol. Good afternoon, Jim, and thank you for springing me from the bench. I hope you're having a, a, a nice weekend, David, and this is I'm sitting in your chair, and this is the hallowed uh, executive suite of the Old Boys Club. <laughs> okay, well, it's not an Old Boys Club today. Anyway, looking at the papers, I see the, the, the first thing that I, I saw looking at the Clare Echo today was <coughs> Clare farmers sick of listening to hippie dippies and tree huggers. What? Jim, for heaven's sake, will, will you parse and analyse a, a hippie dipper? And uh, well, uh, tree hugging, yeah, I've, I've seen that in Wicklow about 100 years ago. Yes. Do you know? What, well, I mean, what, 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 what's the heading mean? What's the heading mean? Hippies were in in San Francisco in the 1960s with flowers in their hair, yeah, yeah. to the best of my knowledge. But um, I think it's the it's the ongoing battle, if you like, between environmentalists, hence hippies, and uh, the farmers. Are you telling um, me that every environmentalist is a hippie? Well, no, I'm not telling you that, John. I'm, only, I'm quoting from the front of the Clare Echo. Yeah. Edith Frontier is the General Secretary of the Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association. He's from, from Cratlow. And um, he voiced his opinion, his, his frustration, actually, at the, at, the, at the deception of farmers by environmentalists. I know you have to listen to environmental side of it, but I am sick and listening to hippie dippers and tree huggers <laughs> telling us we need to do more for the environment. He also took umbrage with views of Birdwatch supporters trying to influence various policies. He said the agri-environmental scheme needs to be included in the common agricultural policy that supports sheep and cattle and stockyard farmers. So, uh, I suppose, uh, I'd say it, it's to do, an awful lot of it is to do with, um, with maybe the Greens in, in, in power. And the, the, there's an awful lot of talk of recently about uh, cutting the national herd. There is, and, in, and, and cattle. And, and, and you agree with that? And sheep. I, I don't know. No, I think we, 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 have, we, have, we have a fantastic uh, uh, um, beef producing country here uh, and produce grass. And, 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 and there's great demand for beef and, and milk all over the world now. Why so do they why want us, Pat, to, to cut down a number of cattle? No, but we, 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 are a fierce, we are a very small country and we, we are uh, abiding by the rules. We, we have to abide by the rules all the time. And out and out and out are out we talking about methane gas emission? Well, you are, yeah. Well, yeah. now, we have a scarf girl, or a Tungreni girl, in fact, Luke. A Tungreni girl who's doing current research on the whole question of emission, methane. Yeah. And she's coming up with extraordinary, you know, okay, mm -hmm. findings, which would suggest that if they take their time, there won't be any need to cut the numbers. Just a change of, of, of uh, feeding and breeding. How about that? I, I think with the, with the farmers and, and the hippies, to quote the Clare Echo, uh, you have people on, 
either side of a divide. You have people in the farming world who see farming as a way of making a living, and I mean, they're under loads of pressure in all areas of, of farming, of agriculture, with, with prices going up and with, with feed prices of costs going up and you know having to struggle with maybe lower costs in terms of what they get paid for their produce and on the other hand i mean they could they see fairly straight ahead and that's what they see on the other hand you have environmentalists who see who don't see the farmer's side of it at all and who see what they want which is you know to maybe preservation of the of everything that's there already mm -hmm. and they're not looking at the economic side of it so you can imagine the train it's difficult for the twain to meet, and uh, and there are some um, conflicts that happen and and skirmishes that happen around the countryside, yeah, um, particularly yeah. in the hedge cutting season. Yeah, um, yeah. when when you know the I council are, are cutting hedges. I was talking to a lady that was all about um, well, she'd be on the, the hippy dippy side. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was <laughs> and we, 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 we were walking and uh, up in the Trilbert Talk Hills and we were having a chat and she was all for uh, planting trees all over the country and everywhere in good land and bad land and everything so I said there's a lot of problems I said you can't get a, get a license to plant trees and you can't get a license to cut trees <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the problems <laughs> and, uh, I said what, what, what are we doing we're importing timber from as far away as, as, far away as Russia we are at a high price. At a high price. And, and we're importing, we're importing um, the, 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 what you call the peat moss, the peat moss from, from Latvia. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of tons of it coming into the water, and we 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 have a place to produce in our sense. Yeah, what do you think, Carl? I think the 12 o'clock hills is a good place to sort this out. <laughs> 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 on, a, on a Sunday morning. First of all, I have to say, you may usually refer to lady as a lady or a girl as a girl <laughs> but let me tell you that it would be far more correct to describe all women as women so you met a woman <laughs> you didn't meet a lady you haven't had ladies in Ireland for a long long time I know I, I, I feel there's an intransigence I, and I feel that that name calling kind of uh, trying to catch headlines like hippy-dippy and tree-huggers is it's just unhelpful. I mean, farmers need to... I mean, farmers are the people who look after the land. They, they are the guardians of the land. So there's a huge amount of environmentalists within farming, you know, and, it, it, you know, and I think we have to accept that. It's the kind of thing that makes people pick up the Clare Echo when, you know, it's a, co it's a mm. comment that's made by... Carl, would you be willing, as a citizen, to pay farmers to keep their their fields um, you know yes at, at low low uh, what's the what's the word do you use pat um yeah. uh, low, low production is low, low production yeah paid the farmer oh sorry no i thought you were asking something different no 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 you would not well, well isn't the farm why should the farmer be left with the responsibility of providing the clean air for you if you're not willing no, to actually No, I think they're part it. of it. I think they're, they're part of it. But do we have that intensive, like your study you're talking about to do with methane? Yeah. Like perhaps we're not there. Perhaps our understanding of what's actually happening on the ground in, in, in our area. Is there intensive farming to that extent? That methane is... is because we're talking about climate crisis here. Well, dairy, dairy farming, heavy dairy farming will contribute to an yeah. excessive amount of methane. I would say farmers, though, would expect uh, that if they have to cut back and make less money, basically, yeah. from what they do because of 
the environmental concerns mm. and the genuine environmental concerns um, that they should be get compensated for it and they should be paid for it. Do you know? Yeah, but, but uh, they would. Not, you know. They but would if you're going to stop, uh, wood, you know, if if within a short time you're not going to be able to use a wood burner, you know, or install a wood burning stove in a in a house, does that mean that the people who produce the timber that they should also be compensated for not no. selling their their, mm. you know? So it, it, it's not always logical. I don't. I don't think. You, I don't know. I don't know yeah. enough about it mainly. Yes. Yeah. But it's I'm interesting. Just a woman, really, you know. And out in the when they're cutting down the forest in in in, in um, the rainforest in in uh, in Brazil, I see. I, I was reading an article there recently in the paper about it, and uh, the, the president out there, whatever his name is, he he's aiming to to, to bring have twenty five million head of cattle in yeah, Brazil yeah, and he's, he's, he's gone up from about 15 million so they have about and they're going to have a, they're, he wants to they're, they're clearing away the, the rainforest hmm. and they're hmm. bringing it into agricultural use and they're going to have 25 million head of cattle mm-hmm. and where's the, where's the fertiliser going to come from I mean the forest grows it grows because of recycling the fall of leaves yes, and what yeah. have you mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Uh, the the um, amount of art of usable soil in the in the tropical forest is very very thin, thin yeah, yeah. and therefore they they become spoiled and they become destroyed after a few years of mm-hmm. cultivation. But the same question arises then: Should you know rich Western countries who want to keep the air yeah. clean, should they be uh, compensating the Brazils or the Indonesia or whatever uh, to to hold on to the rainforest? And telling them, well, no, you're not allowed to dig up this, or you're not allowed to uh, cut down the trees. Absolutely, and th- that is uh, uh, that suggestion is one that's been, you know, uh, bandied around the, the globe for the last thirty years. That, okay. in fact, we should do what you say. Listen, we, just, we, we, we want you to go just, on. Yes, uh, just the farmers call for realistic, re- realistic proposals about climate. That was a, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, a meeting they had up in the, the Martininus. Agricultural Minister Charlie McConnell repeated a, various, a variety of questions from concerned clear farmers in Innes Martin, wonder about the new, about their incomes, and w- which will be affected under the new cap deal. That's what, the, that's what the, the what was all about really was about uh, about you know the environment and and I'd say most families most families would be realistic and then if they if they if they if they're looked after properly they'll 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 go in with the, uh, you know. Hmm. Can we just mention as well that when the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnellogue, was in the state in this March, a very good picture was taken by John Kelly on News uh, 11 of the Clare Champion. Uh, and there's, he is captured, uh, there's a, a, a heading, buyers with their hands in the air are, are taken as bidding for <laughs> yeah, the, the stock. Yeah. So the notice is under Charlie uh, McConnell waving his yeah. hand, you yeah. know, which is actually a very funny photo. Yes. It's a very good mm. photo. Very good photo. Okay, uh, Money Point gets a mention. Uh, our local TD here in East Clare, Michael McNamara, was uh, asking questions about Money Point and the absence of mention of Money Point in the various discussions in relation to the energy problems that we might have uh, this winter and in winters to come and power cuts etc etc and um, i suppose the point he's making was was mentioned that money point as it currently exists would be closing 
Um, now there's no date for closing mm. it, and I gather it's use it's is generating quite a percentage of our electricity uh, that we're using all the time. So uh, he's just asking where you know what's the story with Money Point. Mm. Um, That's a good question he's putting, mm. Jimmy. The, this question has to be it has to be kept being repeated over and over again until there is clarification. Mm. And you mentioned there, you see, that Money Point contributed uh, 15, was it 15%? Uh, to, uh, out of coal to our energy uh, this past year. Yeah, I mean, 15% has uh, coming from coal and we suddenly want to get rid of it. Yeah. But is there a joined up plan, is there joined up thinking in relation to what this winter will bring? You know, is what's the contingency for creating sufficient power? We're, we're already being told there's going to be um, power outages. You know, yeah. so you would imagine that Money Point will have to keep going. Yeah, yeah, it would, of course. And I mean, joined up thinking uh, that's mm. the question. Yeah, and you know that is it. That Pat, you have a piece in the Clare Champion, I think, on page six about the potential of windmills yeah, and well, an article there. Yeah, it's the same, Jim, it's, it's just related to Money Point, I suppose. Huge potential and dividend in green energy for Clare. When the Uber developer says that legislators need to facilitate the change from fossil fuels. Uh, Fiona McGarry has, the, has it there on page six of Clare Champion. Clare's renewable energy potential has been described as a huge, massive, endless, sustainable resource with the capacity to provide thousands of jobs and funding for vital public services. Barefield native probably hold a renewable energy developer believes that Clare on and offshore resources have some have same transformative potential that the oil and gas sector had had a century ago. So I suppose he's he's um, he's um, uh, back in the, the the renewable energy, mm. um, both on land and on in the sea. So mm. he Pat, sounds like someone in a hurry, and the the legislation isn't yeah. being you know updated Elective, quickly yeah. enough. Yeah. Well, tell Very me, good. tell me, Jim, if you decide to put up solar panels, which we are doing all over the place. Well, not all over the place, but there is a movement. Okay. To uh, to get into the solar panel idea, you produce more more than you're able to uh, uh, consume. All right, you don't get paid for it. it go, you can go into the actual national grid. In the name of God, what kind of a crazy thinking sit up is that? You provide grant aid to the citizens to put up solar panels. They generate at times more than they require yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so that goes that gets fed into the national grid and they do not get compensated now does that does it am i am, am i being fierce thick that i can't actually get a grasp on this yeah why is that is, yeah. it, is it because of legislation that, that we can't surely to God if presume it goes back into the grid therefore the mechanism to put it back is there mm. um, I don't know I don't know but it's it's a good question John yeah okay we'll go on uh, animal rescue uh, the front of the Clare champion Fiona McGarry again has a story there in which she calls an explosion of abandoned cats um, has prompted a West Clare animal sanctuary to issue an appeal to owners to take greater responsibility for their pets. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling, I, I, we have a rescue dog at home, 
he was got from a, a rescue centre in Galway, and he, I would say, he got the most frightful upbringing as a young dog, right, yeah. which has stayed with him. Mm -hmm. You know, the slightest sound, he jumps. Mm -hmm. uh, when he came first, if you were sweeping the floor, he would run under the table. Really? You know, yeah. so there is out there, uh, in places, a terrible, terrible treatment of animals. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and are we kind of, is there an explosion now because of the COVID poppy syndrome where, you know, so many people got animals, dogs and cats, during lockdown because they were at home and they were decided that yeah. was the thing that they mm. would do. And now they're not taking care of these animals because I know, I know somebody who was trying to get a rescue dog for the last year and a half and was unable to get one. They just was waiting lists all over the country. Dogs Trust, really, you know, pounds, everything. There were no dogs to be got. Now there seems to be, uh, you know, a glut again, where because they're not being managed, you know, they're not being looked after, and people have tired of them, mm. you know, mm. and. There's one woman there, sorry, I've just actually lost the page, but there was a woman who was interviewed who's nearly 80 years of age and who is looking after cats and minding, you know, stray cats and everything. Yeah, Dr. Rona Lucas. Yes, that's it, yeah, Dr. Rona Lucas. And she's kind of saying that really those small, um, I suppose, small charities who are doing this aren't funded or they're, you know... She just, I think she just does this out of, of her own bat, and there's probably very little funding or fundraising for people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pat, have you... A photograph is here. Oh, oh sorry. On page and two. 18 cats and a, uh, a photograph by John Kelly. No, that's not me, no. <laughs> yes, no, not you, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really shocking, but I mean... Okay, the, but, uh, on your... Um, I, I had the same situation there as you, Jim. We, a little document does back in 2013 and he was afraid of his life of everything as well but he's the, the boss of the house now but he's yeah. still very nervous of if you if you make any noise against him he'd jump up you know and he, he's, yes. he's yes. And yes. I way he was treated badly as well maybe. yes Jim okay. uh, Jim uh, apropos the actual uh, uh, oh. animal love you you I remember earlier in the year found a crow yes a young crow that had been abandoned. That's right. Well, it had fallen, it had been blown out of its nest in yeah. a storm last year. And I watched its evolution into <laughs> maturity. <laughs> it, it, uh, it was fairly scary at times, that crow, now I have to say, when you'd visit. He, he had a go at you. Yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> I don't know. I'd never done anything to a crow. <laughs> yeah, no, the crow, they, they were quite aggressive. I didn't know that. Though. You know, yeah, and, and when you, if you pick them up, they will try to, to, yeah. to peck at you. Yeah. Um, but mind you, very carefully when you're giving them food they'll, they'll accept it alright. Did he integrate into the social network out there? He did indeed, <laughs> yeah. He, he stayed with us for a number of months. You know, he would fly off and yeah. come back again and one day he flew off and he didn't come back. And you haven't seen him since? No, but there's a lot of crows around so I expect he's one of them but we, we don't know. Yes. Yeah. Do you know? Listen, we'll go on. The, uh, the <coughs> extension of the medical assessment unit in Ennis Hospital. I see it's on page 14 of the Clare Echo.
current. Mm. You were, you were yeah, more I, interested I, I'm in that. really interested in this, and I'm really delighted to hear that this is being um, extended. And um, Claire TD, Michael McNamara has said there's a recruitment process in place to get in a non-consultant hospital doctor, clerical staff member, additional members of staff in cardiology services already in post. And what's going to happen is that there, the slots that are available will increase uh, by a further 32. Now, to explain for people who've never used this service, general practitioners, to try and stop the overload in the emergency room, these medical assessment units are set up. And they're very, very important in primary care because they are a place where if you go to the doctor with a, a, something medical, something to do with your heart or your blood pressure or diabetes or whatever, that needs to be reviewed urgently, rather than cluttering up yeah. the, I don't mean to say that nasty, but the A&E, the, the, our local doctors can refer into, they phone up the medical assessment unit in Ennis, it's absolutely excellent. It's consultant-led, which means on the day that you get, you don't see, you don't get seen first by the hospital cat, which often happens when you go into A&E, I joke, but I mean the most junior doctor. Mm -hmm. You get seen by the most senior doctor. So you are, you are worked up, there's all sorts of investigations, and you get same-day diagnosis. And so that keeps the pressure off the emergency room and in, in, in UHL. And in Ennis, we've got the, the longest hours, longer than these were called, are they called phase two hospitals or something like that? They're kind of step-down hospitals now, Ennis, Nina, St. John's. But we have the, the, the you know the, the best hours they say it here compared to um, its hours of operation during weekdays are also longer than either Nina or St John's. I suppose the relevance of the NSMAU expansion is what is actually the headline in the Clare Champion is it would it, it should take the heat off UHL. Now it'll only let's be clear about this. It's still if somebody falls, if somebody gets anything you know outside of those those hours they can't be and, and, and the doctors have to book somebody into the medical assessment unit it can be difficult to actually get in on the day that perhaps it may be the following day if it's more urgent than that a person will still actually have to go to a and &E. and we're already seeing and the headline there dangerous overcrowding at uhl lads we're talking september figures that's mm -hmm. very worrying that's very worrying because this is pre-flu this is, you know, uh, with with pandemic, uh, with COVID numbers on the de decline, and already the trolley count in UL, uh, UHL is in the highest in the country, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's very worrying at this time of the year. Uh, I would be a former accident and emergency nurse myself, so I know that this is a very worrying thing. And this, what they're doing in Ennis, which are, they're called the Model 2 hospitals, it's a help. But it, it's not everything. And you tell, know. Me, tell me, will it, will it be helped in any way by the Minister's recent announcement in relation to scaling up the role of highly trained nurses? Yeah, yeah. Will that impact well, You see, I'd have to say, as an old rusty nurse, and who isn't in the business of it now, I would have to say most nurses of my generation would have heard this over and over and over again. And yet it doesn't, and people have, nurses have trained to advanced nurse practitioner with master's degrees in all sorts of specialties, and they are engaged, of course, as clinical nurse specialists. 
but there always seems to be just something that stops that actually, you know, being on a wide scale where you could really begin to impact. Major ref- a major reform. It would be a major reform, but every minister says it. You've seen what's happening with Solange Clare. Like, mm-hmm. that's maybe enough said about that, but I, I, I'm, I don't. I wouldn't hold my breath with it, John. I really wouldn't. I'm sorry. But it appears uh, well that it's at the top of the league all the time in, in, in yeah. this dangerous overcrowding. Is it? And I suppose it is, yeah. It's, it's one of the highest in the country on yes. a constant basis. Hmm. And um, I suppose when they, when they went moving, the, you know, they took the, a certain amount of, of power off Venus and Lena and St. John's, but they, they never made, made um, facilities in, in UHL. They, they kind of moved everything in there, uh, the emergency uh, department in there. And um, you would not, you would not have ever seen Ines, or you would not in 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 or you would not in St John's. And they are hmm. th- what what would be said about that is they are performing a different function now as Model yes. Two hospitals, and uh, you know it, they they do they they triage down to them, so they yeah. they, they are so that people don't become bed blockers. They do in end up in Ennis and Nina. Yeah, yeah. yeah, probably enough on that. Okay, <laughs> on the Shannon news and the Clare record, the rail spur to Shannon is back on track after uh, inclusion in the 165 billion euro plan. Uh, does this mean we're going to get uh, a rail spur to Shannon? Were they listening to us last week? <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know, Jim, but uh, you, you, you hear various, um, various deliveries from people during the week uh, about it. You were um, listening to Claire FM during the week, and I you heard something. The, the, uh, James Mead, he's the CEO of um, Realm and he's from Claire and he's living in Bonnetti, and he was interviewed on the morning on the on the on the radio, and he said that there was um, um, going to be um, they were going to they had money got to, to investigate the 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 practicalities, feasibility study of, of, of uh, a rail link from, from Limerick to Shannon. Yes. And um, there was no talk, well, he said they had the money got for that, but there was no talk about any other money about what it was going to cost or anything like that. Yeah. No, I see Parik McMahon's piece in page 16 of the Clare Echo says that costings and a timeline of delivery have not been identified. Uh, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I suppose, but it's, I suppose it's better at least that it's included somewhere so, than, yeah. they have than a, not. They have a, um, a, a plan, and they have a, they have a planned route of, of, of all Limerick and all, all around Limerick. There's going to be a, a, there's going to be sports. There's going to be one out of fines and, and uh, the Nina one. I think there's one out out by Nina. I will say out to Nina from uh, out by um, the one below in Castle Connell. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going to put in uh, stations in, in around my Ross and one in, I suppose, one in Cretlow. And, and will, you, will you be able to go to Moyasta still, do you think? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully six months bridge and maybe into, into, into Shannon. Okay. Look at, we, might, we might never see, we, we might be, mm. hopefully it'll be done sometime. Yeah. Um, there's a piece on one of the papers as well, uh, what is it? Is it the Clare Champion? Uh, in to do with rent uh, and oh rent yeah. in County Clare being very high. Yeah, um, it's 900 euros. Sixteen um, percent increase in average rent in the last year, isn't yeah. it? I think the yeah. rate, rate, rent increases. Um, and of course, it, 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 is, it has to be due in some part to the fact that people have come home to Clare as well. The demand is great. A lot of people during the pandemic 
Uh, I know certainly in a, a lot of places in Milton Malibu, we, my friends up there, and a lot of those places that were derelict or whatever are actually being rented out now by people who worked in, not necessarily the Googles, or the, but in Dublin, and a lot of people have come back, camped down. Come down the country. Yeah, and I think the demand is huge for, for yes. rented accommodation. And some of those so, now would be working remotely, presumably, yes, yeah, yeah. From, from wherever and they... And I've decided that if they have to go to Dublin two days a week or whatever, then so be it. But it will be from a cheaper place. Yes. John? I'm just thinking that... Um, that Owen Ryan article speaks of an increase of 17.5%. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the up, uh, the price of houses now. Do you know, not rent, but the price. Oh. And I mean, that's an astronomical uh, figure. And Clare shows the highest price in house prices in the mm. whole province. Yeah, well, I in, suppose in, yeah. It's, in the whole it's, province. it's supply and demand, isn't it? It, it is. And wh- what is it about Clare that, uh, you know, do you think is um, driving this? Well, of course, the, 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 the cost of, of, of material has, has, yeah. has gone through the roof as well. They say that um, timber and, and, and all the, everything that you, you printed the house now has all gone, gone, yeah. gone, gone, gone crazy. Yeah. In prices. But the yeah. model of ownership has changed as well. I mean, you know, there will be more people renting. There will be there are fewer people getting onto the property ladder. So there's... And you say, why Claire? I mean, a lot of people who are coming, they are people who are returning to Clare. We've seen it, we've interviewed people, you've interviewed people in Chronicle. We've all met people locally who are back working around here and who have come back to, come back to Scarif, come back to East Clare. We see it, you know, so. Okay. John, Mm. I didn't realise you were so famous that you treaded the boards once upon a time. And this chat we we did came up, came about as a result of a find down in uh, County Cork, Cork City. What are we talking about? <laughs> what, what part of John's life oh, are we talking about yeah. now? John the actor. Yes. <laughs> the original manuscript of Sive has been found. Do you remember? Do you, are you too young to remember no, Sive? No, I'm You're, afraid we unfortunately are. Unfortunately, right. not. Yeah, um, it was put on stage in Scarif, I think the first of the rounds in the amateur festival, you know. About, about 1950. Oh, no, no, 59. Yeah. February 59. I, I remember it well because I was, um, uh, I was, uh, what would you call a guy that was had a minor part? Did you a, a, bi- a bit, a bit, a bit, a walk on. A wa- I know it's better than the walk on. <laughs> a cameo appearance. I, I was with a, a group from Limerick, Compostela. I was in university at the time, but I, there was a father, Frank Moriarty, who was heavy into the amateur drama movement, well known, and um, so he was stage uh, producing a, um, a, a one act, and the one acts were on after the three acts. So who was on before us? Sive. Yeah. The list of old players. Yes. The place was black with people. Okay, and of course they they, they hung on then for the for the, the one, one act. Okay, mm. and the adjudication sort of be half one by the time the actual the cinema would would close down at least. Mm. Dynamic. The original manuscript anyway had been lost. Yeah. And it was it's been found. By the way, of course that. Manuscript was rejected by the Abbey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, yeah. but that was the uh, in in Scarif. Yeah. Uh, Sive 
you know, swept the boards in Scarlet oh, did and went on then to Athlone to win the All Ireland. Oh, by a long shot. And and was the making of John B. Keane. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. Mm. Great. Right, Pat O'Brien. Pat, it's time for a bit of music. We've reached the halfway point in the show. What have you for us today, well, first, Pat? Um, we hear recently that Garrett Brooks is coming back to Crow Park. <laughs> we so hope. We, yeah, we, we'll be hoping he'll be there anyway. And uh, uh, we'll have uh, friends in low places from <laughs> Garrett Brooks. Oh, okay, friends in low places from Garrett Brooks. Slip on down to the oasis So I've got a friend In love, they say And the great Garth Brooks there with friends in low places. And we're wondering, will will Garth be here in Croke Park next year? Will it be three concerts? Will it be five concerts? Will it be any concerts like it was the last time? But uh, his fans won't mind anyway. So I hope if you're a fan of Garth Brooks that you'd, you've enjoyed that. Uh, looking at the papers again, Carol, uh, there's a question in, in relation to the Defence Forces scandal. I yeah, think Michael McNamara has another question there. Mm. Well, it came as Fiona McGarry's story in the Clare Champion, but it relates to the PQs, uh, a PQ in the door last week in relation to the Defence Force scandal, which if anybody hasn't heard about that, that is a, a following on the documentary, Women of Honour documentary. I don't know if you've heard it. It's a, it's, it's a remarkable piece of radio. Um, Anyway, a, a number of deputies raised concerns about the revelations of sexual coercion and harassment, but our local TD, um, Michael McNamara, drew the att- Chamber's attention to the findings of a Workplace Relations Commission hearing which made a series of recommendations on preventing discrimination, and he, I suppose he challenged um, Minister Coveney about the, their track record in bringing in this uh, anti-discriminatory um, sort of training, I think, to to bring the defence forces who have acted appallingly towards women and who have hushed up all sorts of horrendous, you know, scandal and of sexual abuse and and more. And um, he's he's really questioning. He said that it's the case has shaken the confidence in the office of the Ombudsman for the Defence Forces. It is not unfair to say that the Ombudsman has been undermined, not by the Minister, but by this whole saga, and ultimately the workplace relations ruling. So, you know, he, obviously, Michael McNamara comes from a barrister background, and he is, he's, he's, he's wearing that hat as well, where he's saying, you know, you're not implementing what were the recommendations in relation to, I think, bringing the uh, Defence Forces up to, you know, 2021 um, moral standards. So, um, I w- personally, I was quite happy well, that that was addressed. There was there was appalling there was appalling uh, uh, stuff on that on that program. Yeah, it was. Did you hear it? Did you I hear did, it? Yeah, I did. It was. It was. It was. It was a very good piece of radio, radio which I couldn't. I remember listening to it, thinking I can't leave. I have to hear yeah. all of this. Mm-hmm. And it was, 
It was shocking, really, shocking, really shocking. shocking, really shocking yeah. You know, sh- and the no, cover-ups. Of yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't happen, really. Yeah. In that, but uh, see, the, the defence forces are back along the years. They were kind of all male-dominated. Yeah. Kind of but they have a real problem with recruitment now. They have a real problem with recruiting women. Yeah. Obviously, obviously mm. yeah, you know, we've got one mm. of the lowest women uh, ratios or gender, but, yeah. you know, in I think any European um, army. So. Mm. Um, and aren't, sure there, aren't there huge issues of pay as well in the defence forces? Yes, I, I, mean, I, I, I know less about g- that. Gender, no. gender related? No, no, I no, don't no. think so. Just in general. Yeah, in general yeah, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. won't that wouldn't affect the. It shouldn't affect what what you're talking about. But here. it wasn't yeah, all about. It was also about people being passed over for. It wasn't just all about sexual abuse and assaults, which there were many. It was also about being passed over for yeah, promotion, promotion yeah. mm-hmm. and getting the chance to go abroad, where they, it's the only place where soldiers make more money. You know, mm, abroad, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think the morale is very low in in, in within the. the Women in the army, anyway, for sure. Yeah, okay. you, you also had that program there uh, and, and television there recently of you know where they were, where they were doing the that was the, uh, it would be army army people would be involved as well. Do you know that program? Um, I can't think of the oh, name. Oh, I hate that one. But they that lie on the beach the, and they have to eat their own vomit or, or, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and the, the, the people uh, the people will say in charge or, or, or given the orders or all they're all uh, army people. Like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I think it's vile. I, I, I didn't watch it. I just watched a small bit of it. But Which, I, uh, I, yeah, watch yeah, it I want to get a handle on this. Which program had you in mind? I can't think of it, John. Is it the the one that every week? It's 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 like to hell and back, but that's that's sort of that's somebody else's book about endurance. Hmm. Endurance, yeah. Or the endurance program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The army one. Well, the the army guys that were leading it, weren't they? they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there were uh, there were celebrities that were actually participating. Yeah, so Peter Stringer was in it. Yeah, Stringer's uh, still there. Stringer's about the only one that's going to survive it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I you, you, Carl, you, you have no, difficulty I, with that. I would have you? huge difficulty with people doing that type of thing. I just would have huge you? difficulty. It was disgusting the way they were speaking to people, and I mean eating your own vomit as you roll I down didn't the see beach. That one, no. I, I see, well, I see one for a, and, and there was a woman. I didn't know who she was. I was watching a bit of it, and he let her roar something to get back in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was, she wasn't there, and he, 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 he to get back into where she should be. Yeah. But does that? I suppose, in a sense, behind it is the realization that there's a certain type of personality required in the SAS. Do you know? These are the ultimate. Fair enough. Yes. And feelings I, don't come into it. No, no, no not mm. at all. Um, yeah. Well. yeah. Okay. I think we, we suppose we're not tough enough for it, maybe. We're not, indeed. Are we, <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're aren't, aren't we glad we're not? Yeah. John, have you ever gone for a swim in Ballinair pool? I did about 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's fabulous. But uh, it's, still, it's still very popular looking at the, uh, the East Clare page there in the Clare Champion. Yeah. Uh, who has, is it Fiona and Dan Danaher oh. are... Yeah, yeah, Dan Danaher was at uh, three times as many available of outdoor facility in July 2021 compared to July 2019 despite restrictions. Incredible numbers from October and Nepal in busy summer. And I know Paddy Collins is there, he's the manager of it. Yeah. I, know, I know Paddy, he's, he's other than all, lives over in, uh, you know, yes. Collins is there, Jim, he's the, an uncle of, of, of uh, Patricia, and you know, Patricia yes. Collins. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. He runs a great show down there, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I absolutely love that place. Do you yeah. go swimming there? I do go swimming yeah. there, yeah. Would you prefer to swim there than in Tumalgate? 
I don't have a swim into my gate, I'd swim in Knockdefort or Mount Shannon. But if I want to go to a pool and the sun is shining, I would go there. And in the summer of 2018, which is a very hot summer, I would come back from work and, you know, go into the pool at five or six in the evening and get a swim on the way home. Mm. You know, when, you know when all the traffic from Limerick is, mm. and back then you up. just go, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's they, and this summer they have had people from Carlo, they've yeah, had people over, yeah. just from all over the country and for a lot of places in Tipperary. And I know it is Tipperary, but... We're awful welcome. Why, Carpet. Why? Yes. <laughs> those, those, I detect a certain... I, I'm married to a temporary woman. So no, I, 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 no, I know I that, but I'm just saying... I, I, I think we should cover this story because it, they run a great show over there. Well, the Kilinu, Ballina are, are yeah. really together in the one, um, yeah. the one, you know, metropolis. Yeah. Mm. Okay, very good. Raheem, we'll come a bit closer to uh, Tom Graney. Uh, there's a new Raheen unit going to open shortly. Yeah, no Raheen unit open uh, open in 2022. Uh, Fiona McGarry has the story here on the East Clare page. State-of-the-art new facilities have to come on stream at Raheen Community Hospital by the middle of next year, according to Clare's Independent TD. Scarif Deputy Michael McNamara told the champion he had received confirmation from the HSE that the proposed new build World extension Tom Grainy facility will be fully operational during the second quarter of 2022. The first phase of the works commenced in March and involved the relocation of the existing plant and boiler house, which was sited on the, on the footprint of the new build, he said. Who gets in there? Just may have this to see. It's, it's going to be, I suppose. It's, it's a lovely be. photograph, I can see the, you know, but yeah. who, who, how, do, how do you get in there? Do you want to get in there? Well, I, I, I think I, the height of respect for, for... But you're not, not at the moment. Not you don't want to go yet. Not just yet. <laughs> Will you support my application? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we won't let you go in there yet. We um, were talking earlier in the year that you, want, you, might, you might book in there sometime. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing <laughs> facility. Yes. But, but just on John's question, you know, who gets in to Raheen? Well, you, everybody who lives within the catchment area I understand. Now that could be people, sometimes there's people from places like Kratlo. Like it's hard to understand how the catchment actually yeah. works because yeah. you know, so you get assessed and you get, now it's very hard to get a long stay bed there and um, I, I know that for a fact and I know that currently there is no respite there and that's a really big deal at the moment that means that people who would normally go in and give their family perhaps a break or and you know and For just get recharged yes recharge so a family member can go on holidays none of that has happened since the pandemic neither has there been yeah. very much visiting or whatever so i i i it's wonderful that it's improved. I just hope that it opens up, that people are back in there and seeing it again. Because that's the first time I've seen, you know, actually that photograph. Yeah. I mean, look how Raheen has changed. You know, the old pictures of the estate and the Maglisa estate, which was the, you know, the house on the, on the yes. estate. Yeah. That original. And I worked in Raheen uh, back in... Uh, Did you? Yeah, 1982, yeah. I worked back there and I worked on the ambulance station there. Used to get a fiver a day for being on call for 12 hours and you got five pounds if you got called. <laughs> and it didn't matter where you went to, you could be in court for the entire day, you still got the fiver. Really? So, you know, yeah, that yeah. was it. And also worked in, in the hospital. It's, you know, it's a wonderful facility. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, oh. Michael McNamara said yeah, that the project includes the, the provision of seven long-stay replacement beds as part of the extension, which will reduce the density of beds in the long-stay wards and address deficiencies. 
identified by Higba at the hospital, Deputy McNamara outlined. So it would be seven uh, yeah. long stay places, uh, I suppose. In the okay. We'll, we'll just move on to a different topic altogether. Fetal Folk Club Revival. Amazing. Uh, this is a, again on page 12 in the Clare Echo. Uh, there's, and there's, there's two concerts left this month. Parik McMahon is writing there a picture of uh, Ruth Smith and Gary Pepper and Paula Carroll. And this is such a success story and it's huge kudos due to Paula Carroll, Ruth Smith and Gary for getting this off the ground you know, at the end of, well, not the end of, but even during the pandemic, if you like, apparently the the marquee, is, which is at the side of, of Peppers, is only beautiful and has created, a, you can go socially distance and enjoy the music. It must be, I haven't been to it. I would love to go one night. Um, it's sold out, is it, this week for Pauline Scanlon? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and who's a great singer? Dingle, is it? She's from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a Dingle a traditional yeah. singer. Can do visitors bring their own instruments? Is, is it? No, it's it, no. It's actually a folk club in the sense that they are performers. Uh, they, you know, they they. It's not everybody can get up open mic or anything like that yeah. at present. And uh, they've had great nights. So I know anybody who's been there has said it's just mighty. Marvelous. Mm. Very good. Okay, good. so we go on from something good about East Clare to something in the Clare Champion, which talks about litter in East Clare, uh, and yeah. it's it's a problem that uh, I think is that the, the councillors are trying to grapple with. Yeah, the councillors explore a means to tackle litter problems in East Clare. Uh, Dan Denner has the has the, the story here on the eastern of the east and south East Clare page. Uh, Clare County Council has been requested to provide uh, a few litter bins in East Clare towns and villages where there is no rubbish disposal facilities. This request was made by Councillor Pat Hayes, who expressed concern at the recent Kildo Municipal District meeting that funding levels to support community groups like Tidy Towns Committees have decreased in recent years. The Fianna Fáil Councillor stressed the importance of working more closely with the communities. Community groups in places like Tullas, Garrafield and Kildo when it comes in when it comes to litter collection. He proposed the community grant scheme should be rejigged as some groups were only getting up to three hundred for small projects. Hmm. I suppose it's 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 to do with um, with the general I suppose we there's, there's problems with with, with litter all the time. Hmm. And I suppose they're trying to maybe do their best and maybe mm. providing bins and all that stuff. But for, it, for it seems the bins, providing bins isn't always the answer either. And I mean, I see down at Scarif Harbour, there, there are no bins, you know, and... Um, oh, Why? Well, because that's kind of a policy because of the amount of domestic um, yeah. rubbish that was being... People were using it. Pat Burke says this, Councillor Burke says this about Mount Shannon Harbour. You know, that it's clearly that they're for the boats. There's, there's some bins there. But they but some people go down and put, put domestic, domestic rubbish into, rubbish into yeah. them. Domestic rubbish. Yes. yes. Un, even unsorted. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a real problem. So it's just, I mean, we often pick up just bottles and stuff down at, down at the harbour in Scarif. Like, it's just very bad at times. So yeah. what, what is the answer then? We're bringing your own rubbish. Bring whatever but you bring down, bringing it yes, home no, with pe- you. But people aren't doing that. So, how do we actually uh, create a clean, well, I suppose clean the, environment? The council aren't putting bins in places where they would have put bins before, because it will result in the accumulation yeah. of domestic. They must be emptied. They must be emptied. That was happening, Jim. Remember in, in Mount Shannon some years back, yeah. um, uh, where the bins were provided or the skips were butchered. 
in occasions they were seriously overloaded and you get the broken window syndrome then yeah. coming mm-hmm. into it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that whole yeah. idea of the broken window well, syndrome? Well, I mean, it's, it's partly education, but it's also partly enforcement, I would imagine. Yeah, I think so that, too, that, yeah. You know, cameras maybe be positioned in certain yeah. areas to, to see who is is doing something like that. Yeah. And, and uh, there's an awful lot of laziness and people and other people don't care. Well, some people, no, I'd say most people would look after, but some people just don't care. They, I, I, I see, I, I, I'd been involved in the community council in the middle of myself and Joe Cooney. We cleared out a side down to the, and the, and the side, just outside the village one time. Yes. A couple of years ago. And I'd say the people, the people that took down the, 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 bot- the, the bags of bottles and cans and whatever they dumped in. They passed down, probably passed down the bottle bank, and they yes. just didn't bother yeah. putting the stuff but in But I there. suppose, you know, in all, I know from doing around the parishes, that all around East Clare you have tidy towns groups or yeah. community groups who, who are out there. You see them yourself you do, if you're course, driving yeah. through. So, I mean, I suppose to, it's important, I would say, to support local tidy towns groups, because if they're making the place tidier and neater and whatever, mm. there's probably less chance that people will come along and throw rubbish on a place Absolutely. that looks well. Because, Jim, what, what you're putting your finger on there is a, a piece, a small piece of garbage on the side of the road is an invitation yes. to drop another one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very true. Isn't it yeah. as mm. basic so I suppose as yeah. that? The, the councillors are saying that the local groups should be supported. Yes, mm. and I think that whole campaign of leave no trace, they're just three words, it's very powerful, it's and I yeah. think if you start with really small ones mm. at, at school with this, and I do believe that th- does happen in our schools, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of it has to start the schools and, try and, 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 yeah. and, and do, do a lot mm. more on civics and, 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 and all that type of stuff, because it, it, it's, it's, it costs the council a huge amount of money as well, clearing up rubbish and all that kind of stuff, when, when they don't have to, when, they, should, we, when they, they shouldn't have to, really. Does the, the, um, the sweeping lorry uh, come to your... Uh, I saw it. I saw it uh, yesterday or today. We'll go on. Fear in East Clare, according to Councillor Pat Hayes, uh, that there are a lot of people um, through fear and panic. They are applying for planning permission, and they want to get their application in before the uh, new. Uh, restrictions come when the new presumably county development plan is uh, initiated next year. Um, John, what do you think about that? Uh, People building houses, uh, single houses in the countryside. It's a, it's a, it's been an issue for a long, long time. Well, the Irish, uh, Irish, uh, the, the Irish population spread traditionally has been dispersed. Isn't that right? No, okay, and uh, and uh, and the farming style to go with that. Now that's changing. But when a son or a daughter of a local farmer applies for planning permission and is as having difficulty, that beats banner, doesn't think, it? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I think it's a question of balance in in the whole approach. And we give an awful lot of authority to a planning officer, don't we? That's huge, yeah. yeah we that's do. Huge. An yeah. awful lot of that's authority. That's that huge ma- power. Yeah, that's that has it. historic Im- implications down the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we understand, of course, that 
uh, it's a bit more costly on the on the municipal services if if you have uh, to divert it to too much you know too much rural. But, but, but John, the, when you go build a house out in the country, and if you if you're, if you're lucky enough to get planning permission, mm. you, you you pay a big a big fee uh, before you put a block on the ground. You do for the council, council. absolutely, absolutely. For the council for, for those facilities. But I'm in favour of, of families to be being given the permission on their own yeah, land yeah. to build their own and house. We talk about long stay beds in in Raheen Hospital, yeah. and this you know. What we do in relation to planning mm. impacts on what our services are needed for elderly yeah. people. Mm. Yes. Because if people can support each other and families as was traditional, yes. this is a much better idea. It's it a much better indeed. model. Yeah. So, mm. Jim, it's a vexed question and it requires an awful lot of complexity in solving it. It does. It's not a simple one. Okay. Can we go back to Killaloo again? Uh, oh. Derg AC have been putting a wonderful facility in, in Clarisford Park in Killaloo. It's on page 20 of the Clare Champion. Um, and in the last minute or two that we have, Pat. Yeah, Derg AC facility setting the pace. A uh, new 500,000 track and field outlet in Killaloo's Clarisford Park is already drawing new members to the Athletic Club. Dan Dana has the story on page 20 of the Clare Champion. Completion of Derg AC 500,000 multi-generational multi community facility is already attracting no members. It, it emerged this week. Such an idyllic surroundings of class for Perkildo. This impressive new development provides athletics and leisure facilities for everyone, including people with disabilities. The club is 350 members, ranging from adults to people with disabilities and children from five years of age. Derg Athletic Club chairperson Dietra Coleman expects club membership will increase to 400 in the near future. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's a marvelous facility. It's a marvelous facility down there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that, that's a I lovely photograph. I don't know, just just hmm. to say yeah. to listeners that there is a beautiful photograph of Nicola Welford, who yeah. is the inclusive officer there. Yes, and she's pushing her daughter, who is a wheelchair user on that new track and, and her daughter Julie has a lovely smile on her face and it's just that's a really good news story that's yeah. from, from well, Killaloo okay, we have we have mm. we have something to learn from the French in how to organise village uh, you know usage um, I like the idea in France large villages or sp tiny small towns always have a, a sports development officer yes no okay whose response, it's a paid position, whose responsibility is to make sure that the facilities are judiciously used. Okay, we could do with that. Now, I just want to, before we finish, um, some <coughs> great examples of journalism here in Clare. Shifra uh, Mulqueen from Bearfield uh, is gone from News Talk and is taking up a role with the business on RT. Uh, and she took home gold in the community and social action category recently. Uh, John Cook, and we know John Cook, he used to be with Claire FM and he's now with RTE. And uh, he received a silver award. Gold. So, gold. Uh, he received the gold. He's, and was, was a gold winner yes, at yeah. the News Reporter of the Year. Then uh, Brian O'Connell, uh, he received a silver award. So one and two. Uh, Ruth Smith, and Ruth is based in Fecal. She presents Simply Folk on RTE Radio 1. And uh, her show took the top prize in the specialist music 
program. And, and it's yes, the same Ruth Smith who... who yes, she's from Pottrom there, originally. Yeah. Is she? She set there, up yeah. the yeah. folk club, yeah. Now, Marie Crow, as well then, from Six Mile Bridge. Uh, her mother is from Scarif. Uh, Six Mile Bridge native Rico. She was shortlisted for Sports Broadcaster of the Year, and our colleagues in Clare FM. They won the Bronze Award for a local station of the year. Radio Kerry uh, took the gold, I think. Um, but it's the third year in the trot that Clare FM has been in the placed in the top three local stations in the country. Does that incorporate a, a, a community a voluntary? No, no, commercial no, only. No, commercial Noreen Hegarty then, uh, her father came from Le Hinch and her mother is from Milltown, and she's been recently appointed as editor of The Times and The Sunday Times, and uh, she uh, joined the paper in November. So, great um, tradition of journalism. Pat O'Brien, you have music <laughs> for us. Well, I suppose we, we were talking about the power of the Ireland and, and, and money point and We'll finish up with the Electric Light Orchestra and Paul John's height. <laughs> okay, so listen, that's all from local media this week. My thanks to John S. Welcome, Jim. To Pat O'Brien. Thanks, Jim. To our guests this week, uh, Carol McNamara. Very enjoyable, thank you. My name is Jim Collins. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next Sunday at 2 o'clock. Goodbye and God bless. <laughs>